Mana 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 this is social discasting. Welcome to Social Discasting, a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Brandon. I hope you're well. My guest is an indie pop songwriter from the band's Fate Problems and Antarctica Vespucci, along with his solo work in the recent form of the 2019 album Born Hot and the just-released Death Won't Wait original motion picture soundtrack. He's a hot singer on polyvinyl records. He's young, and he's the keeper of the cup. Please welcome Chris Farron. Welcome. Hello, thank you. It's Death Don't Wait. What did I say? You said Death Won't Wait. Easy, easy mistake to make. It, it, it's, a, it's a mistake that is made, so... Don't, God, don't I gotta climb bad. out of a hole now. Perfect. <laughs> My apologies. Death no, no, won't no, wait. No. Correct? Death won't wait. Original Death motion. Death don't wait. Oh, God damn it. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna change up my notes just so I have it correctly. So okay. uh, here's a way of thinking of it. So Death don't wait. Got it. BBW is big beautiful woman. DDW is death don't wait. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll remember it that way. I'll remember. Okay. BBW to get to DDW. Yep. Death. Don't wait. Original motion picture soundtrack. Here we go. Deep apologies. No, it's all. It's okay. Well, hell of a time to ask you how are you, but here we go. I'm good. How are you? I'm pissed. I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I just had a, a a nice, busy little weekend where I played a show. Uh, that you know, not not my first show back, but uh, my first headline show back. Um, since uh. Sometime in 2020, through through 2020 and 2021, I decided to take a break from touring. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair reasons to, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I get uh, that. Uh, um, not because I had to, and because <laughs> uh, there was no other option. I just, you know, I get so burned out. Um, but yeah, so so it was fun to play a show, and then uh, yeah, I, I I feel good. Was that your? It was your second show since all of this? Is that correct? I would say no? it is, uh, let me think, it is officially would have been my, f- the fourth time I played like a, a set in front of people. Okay. The, the very first one back was I played a fan's wedding in St. Louis. Nice. Like sometime in the summer of 2021. Uh, and Had that, you done that before? Uh, I have played a few different fan weddings, and it is, uh, it's cool. I, 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 I've probably played like one a year, you know, for the past like three or four years. That must be a purely like joyous experience. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a little nerve-wracking, and like logistically it can be kind of a headache, but usually it's worth it in uh, more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the uh, idea of like, oh, this is one of their most important days of their lives. Right. Yeah. As opposed to like, hey, you know, you have off days and it's a concert and we'll be back around and there's that. But this is like, oh, no, it's a wedding. It's stamped in time. There's that. Yeah. And on a few different occasions with the with weddings, and it's, this is it's not like something I advertise like, hey, book me for your wedding. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it just kind of comes up sometimes. Um, but sometimes I will be. So one time I was a I was a surprise to the groom and then another time I was a surprise to the bride like so one time the 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 bride like set it all up and the the groom didn't know and a different time the the groom set it up the bride didn't know um and it is such a unique experience uh to be a surprise to someone cuz you see <laughs> 
you 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 have to like when they see you you have to kind of like be like huh isn't this amazing <laughs> it's me eyebrows going up and down yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know people it's you know when when people are surprised it's hard to process what's going on they're just like so so it's just like a lot of like oh yeah <laughs> it's like a weird form of like the chris farron based stages of grief of like what the fuck is going on right and then it's <laughs> and and then it's anger and then it's acceptance and then i go through it all right that's right, a exactly. uh, yeah i mean but i just imagine yeah that i mean any surprise would be a lot to process let alone a musician you love is here yeah that's a lot yeah that's a yeah. good a lot by the way sure the yeah yeah that's awesome but, but there's also going, yeah. always the fear in my head and luckily this is never exactly uh, this has never happened at all but like there's always the fear in my head that they'll be like, oh, cool, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> and it's like it's like their husband's, like I'm their husband's favorite, and they're like, yeah. oh, great, you got me your favorite band. <laughs> I was there because of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that is one thing that I uh, have noticed in my time on this earth is that so many of my, my fears are never actually realized. It's just mm -hmm. the, all of these things that I'm projecting onto a blank canvas. Oh, Thankfully, yeah. Thank God. Certainly. I mean, so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thankfully. I'm right uh, there with you. Were you able to play songs off of uh, Born Hot at all before? All of this, like play them live? Were you able I to, was to do so some shows? lucky because I, my record came out um, October 11th, 2019, um, and I had a headline tour that started January 15th and ended uh, March 7th. God, that is perfect. And it like ended 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 uh, naturally, natural causes. Like I didn't have to cancel. Yeah. I mean, I had to cancel shows that were going to happen, but I, w I was not on tour when everything happened. I, I was like just done with like an like a, you know, almost three months of touring. That's amazing. I mean, I've talked to people too that were like making shows at the time, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're just gonna sh something's ha it's all happening. We need to shut down for the day," and they just never went back. Like stuff yeah. like that. Ugh, but awful. to be able to to end it on your terms in that regard, unbeknownst to you at the time. Yeah, uh, and it yeah. was just huge. It was such a uh, financial relief as well because I, you know, headline touring for for you know musician is. Oh, it's more money than opening for somebody, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I was able to kind of like, you know, coast a little bit through the through the uncertainty. And in terms of all of you know uh, what it is to to make money as a musician, it's probably like touring and merch are the things to make it off of. I, in my experience, yeah. 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 I mean, and then there's. You know, there's a million little ways you can make money, and sometimes they can turn into big ways. Like if you get a song in a TV show or a movie or something like that, um, that can make you some money and then can continue to make you money if it gets aired a lot, you know, stuff like is, that. Is that something that you have any control over? Meaning, can you put it out there to be like, put me on TV, or is it just that they, you get plucked uh, from everybody it, else? I think there's ways of making it more likely for you, but mm -hmm. but it is essentially kind of just like up to the gods. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I'm I'm uh 
you know, I'm a part of like a, a, a publishing company who, you know, actively like pitches me to, to stuff, you know? Okay. So in, in that regard, like I'm a little bit further along, but you know, it's all, it's all kind of, you know, whatever like a music supervisor wants, you know? I guess it's probably like anything else. There is so much luck involved. I mean, for anybody, for mm-hmm. anything, there is, you know, you can put your best foot forward, but it's just so much just how the dice fall, I suppose. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. How was it? How did it feel to be able to play songs off the new album? The one that got incorrect, but now I'll get it correct. Death Don't Wait, original motion picture soundtrack. How was it to play them live for the first time? It was cool. You know, when I made the record, I, I kind of, as a rule to myself, was like, don't think about this album live. Don't think about it in any other terms than just making it and what what it is in in this moment of recording it um so i i had never really like thought too much about performing it um and so you know the way i the way i play live right now is i play to like backing tracks and i but i play guitar uh, yeah and sing and i have like visualizers shit going on behind me um and so, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit tricky just to figure out how to fit these kind of uh, oddball, for me, uh, songs into my set. Uh, but I think I figured it out, and, I, you know, I, I'm sure I will continue to uh, figure it out. But but the songs themselves, is the, because they're inst- the mostly instrumental songs, I'm just like doing guitar solos the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah. and and many of the songs I was like writing them as I was recording them. So, when I started practicing them, I was like, "Oh, I've literally played this one time before." Like and I've never played it like all the way through. So, just, you know, I don't really consider myself like a an even very good guitar player. <laughs> I would say I'm like I'm good um if I can practice a lot, you know, and, and really know what I'm going to do. So that, I mean, that's all, that's what I had to do. Just practice a lot. That is a very unique experience to have to learn how to play the song you just made. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a, I never thought of that as a concept, but I guess the way, you know, you're recording it, you're just laying it down the one, the relatively one time, I suppose, or getting it right to where you need to. And then you realize, um, oh, I'm not really playing this in its totality with each song. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. especially, like, with this record, when I was making it, it was just kind of like, you know, I had, like, you know, ideas of where I wanted songs to go, but I would kind of just be, like, throwing shit, like, everything at the wall and then kind of editing it down and, and you know, moving shit around in the computer till I got it, like, to, to where it, it felt like, oh, this is the song. Because it's, it's such a different experience making instrumental music than, you know, singer, songwriter, pop type music that I normally make. What was the impetus for the album? Like, what were you listening? Were you, it was like Burt Bacharach was something, was that something there? What uh, were you listening to? I'm always listening to damn Burt Bacharach. I love Burt Bacharach. But for this one, it was more, um, I, I just find myself in general listening to a lot of, just like soundtracks and and just like kind of like instrumental music uh 
there's something about listening to like the type of music that I make that I cannot handle it uh, that often for some reason because it 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 sends me into like oh what's how do how can I do this my version of this you know yeah um, and with soundtrack and like instrumental music it kind of just lets me I'm just like oh I just am I have nice music then it doesn't I don't like have to think about it so much so uh I was always just kind of listening to it um and then I found out about Marvin Gaye did a soundtrack album for a movie called Trouble Man hmm. um which I I have not seen but I believe is kind of like a cop action type movie um and the soundtrack is really cool and you know there's some instrument or there's a lot of instrumental but some just him singing as well uh and i as i was listening to it, i was like oh this is so cool and i was like uh i can't I i'm excited i'm i feel excited for the time in my life when like you know this could happen for me like you know maybe i'll someday i'll be able to make a soundtrack for a movie and then i kind of just was like i don't maybe i could just do this and i don't have <laughs> to wait for somebody to like you know let me do this i don't need uh, the inconvenience of a movie existing I right can just do and, it. and then i just kept thinking about it like that and then i was like and then and then i was you know all, there's a lot of uh I don't know why, but it is has always been important for me to have for the presentation of all the music I make to uh, be a little funny. I don't know why, <laughs> you know, but it it, it just is because uh, the music is not uh, particularly funny. But in co but in context with like the album titles and the and the cover art, it becomes more of a, a funny thing, which is just something I like. Uh, so I just kept getting into the idea of making a fake soundtrack um, and then and then letting my mind kind of go wild thinking about all of the ways I could promote it to, which is al also can be very fun for me as well. The music uh, videos are great. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. I like uh, they each. Yeah. Each have their own form of cheekiness to them. Yeah. Which I very much enjoy. And uh, got that seeing the. um the you know the main title video yeah. and, see, and then for the first time and then i'm like oh yeah cool it's got the credits and then to see them continue and yeah. then to see the names and then to go back to be able to look at them individually yeah really uh, good i give a lot of credit for to that for uh to the director of that video clay tatum he is just one of the funniest people i've ever met and just such a joy to work with and really like totally uh understands like what i am going for and like totally understands my sense of humor i mean hey to say he understands my sense of humor feels like ridiculous because he's like one of the funniest people on earth so of course he would understand it but like to feel like he like uh likes to play in in that zone is really fun and his movie, The Civil Dead, is great. It's so good, so funny. Highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, it'll get out there in some capacity. I'm I mean, sure. with the way yeah. with the way digital distribution is, it's inevitable. But uh, I saw yeah. it at Slam Dance, and it's great. Highly it's recommend it. So fun! I got I got a chance to see. It. I I saw it 
on Slam Dance, but then I also got a chance to go. He had like a friends and family screening. In, oh, cool! In, in L.A. and it was so fun to watch it with an audience of just a bunch of people. And I knew the movie was like great and funny, but I didn't realize like how like it was just like a laugh line like so constantly. Yes, and it was just it was great to watch well, with a with a crowd. And then even that scene, you know, near the end in thirty five millimeter, which was the violent scene, sure. I'll say is so cool. It's so well shot. There's so yeah. many good shots in it. On top of being just really funny and really well done, and then you know you can listen to the uh, director's commentary, so to speak, on their podcast episode. Oh, yeah, I and it's really I revealed. It it reveals a lot. How many? It just makes you realize how many decisions go into these things. You oh, know, yeah. it's. It's wild how many choices yeah. had to be made for each individual thing. Of course, yeah. Great movie. Highly recommend it. Very good. Um, yeah. Boop, uh, boop, 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 boop. Um, so, yeah, you're about to embark on a tour into the UK, Germany, UK yeah. area. End of April. Yeah, end yep. of April. Yep. April 28th. you got three shows coming up up until March 20th um, where you're going to receive your German compliments as of... <laughs> Oh, April twenty yeah. eighth. I'd never heard that concept before watching that video for the blind covers that you did, where you, you explained the concept of German compliment. Oh yeah, and I had no idea that was a thing, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Did I tell the Did I tell the story where the guy called me uh, uh, the R word? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so th- this this is like the most out of control version of German compliment I could ever imagine. Can but you tell so, what is the broad what is the broad spectrum of what it, what is a German compliment? Okay, so uh, a German compliment is and I don't know if this this as far as I know this is just like a shorthand that like myself and like other touring musicians like punk musicians I've talked to uh, talk about. I'm sure it goes wider than that, but I've I've, I've only really been able to discuss it with like just my peers basically Fair um enough. uh it is in germany it just seems like uh it is a little bit different socially I- interactive wise uh so they will say stuff like it's just extremely blunt to you um and it's hard to tell like what's supposed to be a joke um, like an example that somebody else said to me a long time ago was was something like, "Last time you were here, you were so skinny, and now look at you, you are fat." <laughs> it's just like what? Yeah. Why even say it? Yeah. Um. So kind of just stuff like that, or or you know, just very basic. Like last time, uh, you were here, it was much better, but this time was okay. <laughs> you know th- things like that, or or your 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 newest album is not my favorite, but I I still came to the show. Like a lot of stuff where you're just like, where you you are really left with nothing to say back other than like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, right on. I mean, it, the weird part is like it's it's earnest, so it's hard to really fault them. I sure. guess in a weird yeah, way, it it, it, it does. It, it does genuinely never it's not really malicious feel like yeah it doesn't feel malicious but it just feels very like uh, tactless i guess 
I don't know, in a weird way, too, like, at least if it's malicious, you know what to do. You can just be mad because yeah. you've earned it. But with that, it's just like, I don't know what the right emotion here is because it's not great, but you're also not trying to be an asshole. So yeah. it's kind of like, I thank, thanks, I guess. Right. So <laughs> so this this particular time, um, I I had been, you know, I've, I've been to Europe uh, I don't know how many times, but but a lot, let's say. Um, and this time, this was like in 2016, I think. And uh, we were touring around in Europe, and then we get to Germany. And I'm kind of like stealing myself for the German compliments. Like I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna be get caught off guard by these fuckers again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, but then, like, it was like, so there's, there was probably like five shows in Germany on this particular tour. And we're like three shows into the Germany uh, uh, section. And, and I'm kind of like, oh, I guess, like, and nothing had happened. Like, no, everybody was just very nice, normal, regular, you know, compliments. So your guard, your guard was down maybe a My little bit? My guard goes down because I'm like, <laughs> I guess maybe it's just not like that anymore. Yeah. And then I played this show, and after the show, I uh, I was I went down to my, my merch table to, to sell some merch. Uh, and I'm standing there, and there is a, a, probably a line of, like, six or seven people, like, lined up, which is pretty good. Especially for like right after I play, and I'm not I'm not the headliner. I'm just supporting. So I was like, great, um, cool. And so I, I'm, you know, selling merch. Uh, the, the, every single person in line, in line. I might I must I must stress <laughs> they are in line. There is a line of people. They are every, there with purpose for you. Right. Every person in line comes up to me you know, to buy something, uh, buys a record and goes, that was so great. I'm the only person here who liked it. Everybody <laughs> around me hated it. And I'm like, okay. And then the next person says, like, buy something. It says a, a version of the same thing. And in my head, I'm like, you're in line. You waited <laughs> behind somebody and you can see somebody behind you. Yeah, yeah, this is what my fans think here. God, <laughs> yeah. I can't... I, I don't have the wherewithal to take somebody who doesn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like you're you're around people who like me. You, you must understand that's what a line is. Like you wouldn't be in line at Starbucks and be like, "I'm the only person here who likes Starbucks." <laughs> just like, um, uh, so so that happened, you know, six or seven times, and then the last person in line. And so I'm a little exhausted by this, the mental, you know, gymnastics of just like being, uh, appearing grateful for these, uh, <laughs> yeah, these the, men the mental, whip the mental whiplash of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the last person comes up and he starts with, Hey, I'm not going to buy anything, but, and then in my mind, mm. you know, normally that's fine, whatever. But if, after I've received so much, uh, abuse, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, so the, the person comes up and says, hey, I'm not going to buy anything, but, and so I'm kind of like shutting down <laughs> already. Yes. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm just more like, I'm getting out of like uh, happy salesperson mode and just kind of like, all right, 
Just mm. just accept whatever this person is about to say to you. Mental panic room. Ready. Right. So uh, he says, and this is, uh, for context, this is when I had long hair. Um, he said, I'm not going to buy anything. I just want to say I loved your set. I was the only person who liked it. Uh, everybody around me hated it. And I was like, okay. And then he goes, <laughs> uh, when you got on stage, I was trying to figure out if you were a boy or a girl. And I was like, okay, I'm a boy. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying to figure out if you're a boy or a girl. But then uh, once you started singing, I realized, oh, he's retarded. Good John. And I went, uh, okay. Um, and I'm really trying to be like, maybe that word is like not as like insane to say here or something yeah <laughs> um like is there a different uh like pronunciation is there a different translation right of that I word know, in german I, I don't yeah who knows but uh uh but and then i was like okay and he's like and everybody around me hated it so much i was try. i was get. i was really into it and everybody around me was just like just really hated it and then and then and the, and then he says, and then I went into the bathroom and there was a guy in the stall who came out of the stall and said, I hate this so much. I can't even take a shit. I hate this guy so much. <laughs> oh, no. And when he said that, I mean, as as funny and ridiculous as that is, I don't think I was really processing what he was saying exactly in the moment. But I, as soon as he said that, I just said, stop talking to me. <laughs> and then and then he was like ah ha ha and then like kept kind of talking and i i left i like walked away from my own merch table <laughs> i was like i cannot fucking do this for another minute <laughs> there is uh, man i would be unpacking that for years yeah uh, that's such a i mean just in that there's so many complicated elements to that just the idea of being you know mus uh, musical constipation of sorts for a person trying to, uh, I guess, an earnest taking a dump. So fair enough to them. That's sure. that's a lot to unpack. And uh, just the idea that somebody's just like, I got to tell this person this. Yeah. I, yeah. A PSA to everybody. If you hear somebody say something mean about somebody else and that per the person it's about didn't hear it, almost in every scenario, don't tell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like something you really think needs to be like ad addressed, but like in cases of like somebody doesn't like somebody else's music, I never need to hear that somebody doesn't like my music. Like I get it. <laughs> I'm sure there's many people out there who it's just <laughs> not their thing, but like I don't need to be faced with that. Like it's our I, life is hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you know they say about some actors about the there's always the actor's secret. Let that be your secret. Just keep that. To yourself don't yeah. disclose that to anyone yeah. certainly not the person who just came off stage you know in general let alone the fact that you're coming off stage trying to sell your merch in earnest they're right. like i gotta tell you this yeah God. i gotta tell you this whatever you're doing it doesn't really work but i liked it <laughs> you know how you're overly encouraged let me offset that for you yeah. <laughs> God. Okay, German compliment. Uh, noted. Yep. Noted. That's what that's what a German compliment is. Is uh is the month is between, you know, your 
the last three next three shows and then the European league leg of the tour. Is that just time to to prepare for everything with uh, everything going on? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'll I'll kind of get it done and have of time for other stuff. Sure. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it is just kind of practicing, getting the show together, a lot of logistical stuff that is kind of uh can be a headache uh of just like visas and all that kind of shit. I would say it must be really complicated for something like that in general, let alone in the midst of everything right now. Yeah, and I'm kind of just kind of like scratching the surface of getting into it. Like I'm like have I have emails out to the to the right people, but I have not gotten like the ball just started moving. So I'm not even sure yet what the what's going to be different yeah. this time or how how it's going to be more complicated. Uh, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. Hopefully, it's not that that bad. I, I'm very lucky because I'm going on tour with uh, uh, this guy, Brian Fallon, who is a, a really good friend of mine. I've known for a really long time. He used to be, or I guess is, I don't know what how what they consider themselves to be active-wise, but the Gaslight Anthem. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so he's this, the singer-songwriter for that band. And he has, like, a just a... a I mean, the Gaslight Anthem themselves have a massive following, but even his solo thing has also like a really, really big following, especially in Europe. Uh, so I'm playing like you know that beautiful theaters, and and I'm and uh, I'm riding on his bus with him. So like there are, is a lot of stuff about this tour that is that he is just making so much easier for me. Which so I'm I'm grateful and excited. That's a nice way to tour Europe. Like it's the know, best. I mean, the first, the great. first, the first, you know, five or six tours of Europe I did were, uh, and and also since, uh, in just vans, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm, sometimes I'm lucky to ride with somebody in a bus, but if it's like a headline thing, I'm in a van or a car. Sometimes because I have kind of a smaller footprint than most you know, full bands. Um, uh, but the the main thing that is so nice about touring in a bus, especially in Europe, as an American in Europe, I could finally walk, like see the places I was playing, you know, like I could walk around. Like you have, when you're in a bus, you you leave after the show and you wake up in the next town, so you you essentially have a full day to kind of do whatever you want in that's each per- city. That's, so that's great. That's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, especially you- just you know, in the midst of all this, that you're like, wow, I can not only venture out, but like get culture in other country. That's that's great. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really cool. I feel very fortunate. <laughs> Are your set lists fluid, or do you kind of set it out, you know, what you're going to do, especially with, you know, I guess maybe balancing these new instrumental songs versus the right. previous songs? Is that all being figured out, I mean, I guess, at this point? They are not. At, so it's something that I'm kind of always 
trying to work on and figure out. But uh, because of the nature of my set and the way I perform uh, with the backing tracks and with the visuals especially, yeah, it's hard to kind of be like, oh, maybe I'll swap this song for this song tonight, you know? Oh, it's there's a little more rigidity because there's Yeah, because everything is like like the visuals are are essentially like in order and I have to kind of like hit my mark each time to like make the visual go to the next thing and all that kind of shit. Gotcha. Um so what if when I feel like something is not quite working uh on tour like in the set like it it takes a little bit more of like okay I need to sit down and like rewire this whole thing, you know. It's not like it's not hard. It's just kind of tedious, you know. Um, sure. Uh, uh, yeah. So, and, and you you kind of really never like you can like I I I'll, I I'm sure what will what will happen is I will practice a set for this Europe tour. A bunch of times at home and then I will play two shows and know a lot of things that are wrong with it like you just don't know until you play it in front of people I was gonna say yeah it kind of similar to a stand-up comic being like well this joke's gonna work and then you play it for a crowd and you realize exactly oh this beat doesn't work that beat doesn't work you just really don't know till you're there right so yeah. that's yeah that's what I was curious about yeah so yeah every tour there's always a little bit of like a an, uh, a re a resetting to figure it out that makes total sense i just didn't think about the that visual component and that creating more of a ripple effect where if you need to change something you really you kind of have to really want it right because yeah. there's just a little bit more to it than maybe somebody going up there playing their songs and then there's more fluidity to that right exactly and i would love i mean you know it would be great to get to a not even a success level but just a like technical proficiency level with all this kind of shit like all these electronics uh to make it make it make it so i'm able to kind of you know be a little bit more on the fly uh there's just a lot of shit i don't know how to do uh yet sure and i imagine that some of it is kind of boils down to the venue itself you know especially when you're playing in europe and you're like, what are these venues? What are the capabilities? What's the layout? What am I able to do sure. with with my show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I travel with a, like a big, like I think it's like a 12 foot by 10 foot, just blank white banner uh, that I hang behind me. And then that's where I like shine my projection and everything. Nice. Um, uh, yeah. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> I like it. Uh, with your music videos too, uh, especially Car Chase, where, you know, when I watched the video, uh, I was like, oh, well, first of all, it's a great video. I, I loved it. Thank you. I spent more time making the video than the record. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask, actually, because when I was watching it, I was like, uh, in my head, I was like, oh, he's doing green screen. I get that. But then when you release the video of you just with the green screen, I mean, intellectually, I knew that's what was involved, but then when you release something about releasing that video of you just doing the green screen parts mm -hmm. and realizing the the relative simplicity of that, and then in my brain I was like, oh, you had to do make everything else happening around that. 
Right. And there is so much happening around that. Yeah. That must have taken so much work. Uh, it definitely did. And I made it harder on myself in various different ways because I wanted it to look a certain way. Like, I, I've I've directed a few music videos, not many. Like, I, I think Car Chase was probably the third, I would say the third music video I've made. Uh, and... Uh, I I've, I did a green screen video, a, a a type, of, a version of a green screen video, um, for this band Hurry last year. That uh, kind of like I you know learned a lot about just how to do all that shit, and the thing I did with that video, and it was fun and it works for the video totally, was I was just taking like you know stock images and stock, uh, a lot of just like you know, just pictures as backgrounds. Um, and it, you know, it looks really janky and and that's kind of the way it was supposed to look. But I wanted my video for this song to f just not feel like that. Like I wanted it to feel just like a kind of a different thing. So I, I just drew everything, like every background I illustrated and I, you know, I made the sky red in all of them, <laughs> which was just a choice I made. But I think that just little stuff like that kind of makes it feel like its own little world. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So that, but it all made it, everything take uh, way longer. But I'm happy with it. I feel good about it. Um, a lot of rendering, but it's over now. <laughs> How long did it take? Because I I know at least on the um for the album itself it was like April to June. It had said in the the time lapse video that you released in yeah. uh, 2021. Yeah. I I would say I would I was probably even before I was done making the record I was probably had started working on the illustrations of just like the backgrounds and like the elements of like the cars and stuff. Uh Yeah, so I was probably working on it for six months, probably. Wow. You know, I mean, that—that's like everything. Like, I was probably working on it. I mean, I know I was only working on it like in like After Effects and Premiere for like three weeks because I didn't. I just had. I just didn't have time to get to it until like right before it was supposed to, <laughs> like three weeks before it was supposed to come out, and then, and then I like put it all together like so basically I, I i i spent like five months like amassing like all of this all of the elements for it like yeah. shoot, shooting myself on the green screen and like drawing everything and then i had three weeks to just kind of like put the pieces all together <laughs> i know that that's kind of the unfortunate for better or worse the best way i function is being put against the wall and having a hard deadline. I know. Me too. I wish and then I just I, I just focus wholly on that. Like I can do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm the same way. I, I I wish I had a little bit more uh, multitasking, compartmentalizing. Uh, yeah. Ability, but I <clears throat> don't right now, at <laughs> least. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't require that, but I do, and I guess at least I know that, and so then I just have to. I just have to. Paint myself into a corner, and I know it'll get done. Yeah, yeah. My my problem with that, for me, is 
like when I'm making a record or when I'm making a music video or something, like I, I have such a hard time thinking or of anything else, which, you know, it, it, you know, in general, like the logistical things, like I, I, I'll get to them and I'll figure them out and I'll, you know, I'm not like holding anything up or, or, or epically fucking up. But the sure. thing that I feel like I let slip a lot and that is just so increasingly important is just like I, I'll realize like, oh, I haven't like posted anything on fucking Instagram in like a month, you know, like. Yeah. And it's just like having to think about that shit is uh, it can be exciting when you have when you're like on a roll and have a good ideas and shit, but like it can also be like so fucking annoying. And, and, and then you, you kind of like, you feel like you, you lose your hold on the public's attention if you don't, you know, keep up with it. And I'm thinking like, but I'm making this really cool thing that you're gonna like. Yeah. But if I don't keep posting every fucking day, when I post about this, this thing that I actually want to talk about, nobody's even going to see it. <laughs> That's yeah. I, Thinking about that too, that like what it is to be a musician in 2022, so much of that seems to be, I mean, it almost in some ways seems like the music is secondary, you know, sure. because you, you, so much is about your presence and being in the conscious, you know, the consciousness of people because right. to be like, well, I made this amazing album, but then again, if I don't remind people I exist, uh, they're not going to listen or they're not going to know it exists and you're fighting in this crowd of so many voices competing for attention. Of course. Yeah, and I think it's really easy to get frustrated or, or feel like kind of like uh, dejected in, at times about yeah. that. Um, and I try to just remember that like it's just it, it, I guess the way in general I try to look at it is just like I'm just building – a whole thing and maybe like the thing that I put out tomorrow is not going to be the thing that like levels me up in some way but it's definitely something that you know however many years from now will people will look back and be like oh and, and he did this and he did this and he did this I'm just I feel like I'm just like uh, building up some sort of uh, just great career arc that people will look back lovingly on <laughs> <laughs> a beloved oeuvre yeah yeah but but i imagine though yeah it's like some days it's easier to see that than others and and you know sure. and, it, and it, it can be so frustrating and i see you know i i i i pride myself on being very good at not um bitching about anything in yeah. public <laughs> because I, anytime I see that it's just I, I don't know I have a, a hard time understanding why a lot of people would do that um, yeah especially um, you know you'll see musicians be like uh, well I guess I guess uh, you know a lot of people like to blame the algorithm <laughs> yeah. on things yeah. and just like talk about this post didn't really do the numbers I thought it would and I just think <laughs> It'll just make another post. Yeah, it's, I've, it's like I've the, seen people the, uh, actively resentful of it, you know, right. openly. And I, and while I, you know, as somebody who's just a fan or whatever, I'm, I get it, but it's mm -hmm. also just uh, not a, it's not a great look, uh, or no, it's not and, something and it's, that I really want to see necessarily. Right, I get it though. I I totally get it. I get I understand the feeling, um, but it's just a thing like you know, like for example. 
basically, you know, when you're an artist like my size, you know, when you put a record out, the day you put the record out or the announce a record more, more likely, uh, is like a really great day because everybody's like retweeting it and posting about it and like, oh, cool, exciting. And then inevitably the next day, somebody else does something and something yeah. else is going on and it's over for you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, or it, you know, obviously it's not over for you, but it just it feels like that because you're like, oh, I spent so much time working on this, and I, and now it's announced, and basically now it's over. Also, I got eight <laughs> all this work, and I got eighteen hours of attention or right. whatever. You know, that's um, yeah, that's tough. But, but the thing is, like, and a lot of people like, you know, based on you know think about like how much attention did i get the, the, on this day for this record or how many like you know whatever's clicks or pre-orders or whatever but uh the a record cycle is honestly like never over like you, you know there's uh still people who are finding out about born hot you know yeah and there's you know especially being the person who is posting you 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 always feel like or I always feel like, am I posting too much? Is this is this just annoying? Um, how many people are just muting me at this point if they're <laughs> not unfollowing me? Um, but then you also re realize, like, you'll post and be like, and and people will be like, oh wow, I didn't even know about this. And so, it's just a thing you just have to kind of continue to think of non non gross ways to just get your shit out there. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it makes it makes sense, and it's just, I guess that kind of realization about like, um, I have such limited control over all this, right? And all you can do is what you do, put your best foot forward, you know, use your judgment as to like when to post and when to do that and that, and just, you know, keep your head down, do your work, and hope for the best. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, know. and just and have fun because <laughs> it it just so clearly comes across when people are doing. <laughs> promotion and they feel embarrassed about it which is i totally valid and i feel like that sometimes too but like i don't know i, I like i completely i completely get it yeah. like i understand it and but if i were in that position i would i could very well be doing the same thing or want to do the same thing you know like feel that way about it either way but i guess it's just that thing where like you could just as easily not do that. Just do the thing. And, like, people can tell when you're, like, resentful of it or you sure. don't feel great. And, I, and again, I completely understand it. Yeah. And I relate. And I deeply relate to it, by the way. But it's just like, eh, maybe, maybe don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's kind of like just a, from my perspective, it's a psychological thing uh, where people in general, if you're telling them, like, oh, I guess nobody gives a shit about th my thing that came out. Like, why would why why do I want to click this thing that nobody gives a shit about? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a very self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, in general, like the reasons, like pe like, I, I I don't know. It just feels like people. Uh, what am I trying to say? I, what I try to do to varying degrees of success is just do my thing and 
not make it feel like I need you to be involved with it. Like, I, I, I kind of want it to feel, and I do, you know, genuinely at the core of it feel like this. Like, I'm going to be doing this no matter what. So here's this cool thing I did. Yeah. If you want to be involved, here's how you can be involved. And then I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look, I, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm set for this. So regardless of that, but I mean, please join. Sure. But yeah. Either, either way, I'm still going to be toiling away. Don't worry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I, the right it just feels be. like there's a lot of like, um, like, uh, People have been a lot of artists and friends of mine too. Like often, like it feels like they almost use like pity as a marketing tool. It's mm. like, man, I would, I never want my fans to feel sorry for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I think it's probably best to project confidence. Yeah, I think that yeah. tends to always go like generally go well for people far more than to your point. Like maybe planting a seed of doubt into people's heads and then wondering. Well, if they're not into it, why should I be? Right. I mean, and I understand, like, you know, kind of positioning yourself as an underdog, but, like, there's there's a way of doing that where it's not, like, you know, whatever. It seems like the best underdogs or the, the more successful underdogs are the ones that that narrative is attached to them more so than they're trying to attach it to themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it works, generally. Yeah, it's, it's, such a, it's such an interesting thing. Like, I have a friend. I won't say who it is because... I, I I wouldn't want them. I wouldn't want somebody to say this, but sure. um, they are like one of the best songwriters I know. So good and and successful, like legitimately successful, more successful than me. Um, and whenever they put record a record out, or definitely recently when they put a record out, it was like you know the the incredibly underrated and like every every piece yeah. of press in like big outlets talking about this person as underrated and i'm like why do we have to say this <laughs> yeah like why are we telling people that like nobody likes this <laughs> because it's not even true it's it's like uh just the idea of like uh yeah let's the narrative be that they haven't fulfilled their potential mm -hmm. that's um yeah i don't know if i'd want that I, I don't know. I guess it's maybe better than nothing, but it's I still guess, not. Yeah. It's not something it, it, that I'd want to necessarily, depending on what was dictated, maybe voluntarily. Done it just it. makes it so clear that, like, in those times where, like, just many times, like, especially music press, like, they don't put that much thought into what they're talking about. They're just like, what's everybody else saying? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll put my own kind of spin on the same thing. That is... That does kind of seem like what it is in the sense of like, I don't know. Sometimes when you're motivated by trying to stand out, it can really manifest itself in not great ways. And yeah, I guess that goes for anybody, but like for, for sometimes for music journalism, it seems tough and I read it and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't really understand. Yeah. Who but knows? Yeah. But Hey, I, and to all the music journalists, I know exactly. As I, said I that, love I'm like, you. Yeah. I respect you. These you, are the you uh, make the, my world go around. I would I would be nothing without you. The views of this show are not shared by Chris Farron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you listening to right now? What have I done? What have I been listening to? God, what a question! I, I'm so I would say one of my greatest uh, things that I am constantly trying to work on is 
how little I listen to music. Fair. I listen to so many fucking dumbass podcasts just so <laughs> my brain is in a constant version of uh, distracted. <laughs> uh, man, I'm the same way. Yeah, I have to. Like I'm, it's almost like I'm I'm uh, frightened of silence. I have to have something going on yeah. in the background. Yeah, and and when I listen to music, it kind of puts me in this place, especially you know because I'm a musician and a songwriter. Sure. Like I'm always like, oh, like I said earlier, like how how what would how could I do this or like how can I what can I take from this. Uh, it's hard it's, to just listen to something and enjoy it. Like really it's like a more hard. active brain. It's more of an active brain, and you need a passive brain. Right. Activity. Yeah. It's like it's like I don't want to watch Moonlight right now. I want to watch the fucking episode of The Office I've watched fifty thousand times. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. So you're. Is it more like kind of visiting comfort foods, so to speak? You know, yeah. like things are more of like I know what I have with this. I can like balance me out. I don't have to overthink it. I can just enjoy and consume. Exactly. But I will say, especially now as I'm kind of like uh, working on another record and trying or, or I'm kind of like in the earlier stages of working on another record, uh, I'm actively kind of essentially forcing myself to listen to music. So the a record I listened to yesterday was a record that just came out from two to three by Peach Pit, which is very good. OK, from two to three. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, and so you have to. So you start listening to music, I guess, in a way to like mentally gear up for getting in that mindset. Yeah, and just like it's just so good for you if you're a songwriter to listen to songs. Sure. Can you believe it? Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what a concept. But it's uh, yeah, I, I often forget it and have to re 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 remind myself that that is like. Oh yeah, you like learn shit by listening and you get ideas, you know, not like not like lifting shit from people, but like oh, like an intro into like a and then the drums start there kind of thing. You know, shit like, like that. Reminding like, yourself what's possible. Yeah, yeah. And that it yeah. So oh, I mean, uh, what stage are you in? Is it are you in like the conceptual stage of it of what this is going to sound like or or what right now? Yeah, so the way I have done it um and the way I seem to still be doing it is I will essentially block out like a month or two and just be like, I'm just going to write and I'm not going to think about what I'm writing. I'm just going to write like I'm just going to, you know, do like a song a day or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and just try to keep it simple and and uh, not not get overly ambitious with anything. Just, you know, guitar and vocal and just get stuff out there and then as I do that more and more I will start to realize like directions that I just seem to be like the, the, or the themes that keep popping up in the songs and vibes whatever all that so shit. it's more instinctual I guess well yeah for the first you know few months and then and I'm not to this part yet I feel like I'm still kind of amassing the uh, content. It's honestly, it's very much like the way I I describe the car chase video. It's just like I'm just like putting, I'm just like throwing a bunch of elements together over however many months, and then when it's time to make the record, I have to 
put it all together and figure out how to put it all together. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So right now I feel like I don't have – I have some songs that I think are, are good for the record, but I don't feel like I have everything I need. So I think I have another month or two of just writing. That's a pretty interesting way to go about it. I mean, your way is your way, but yeah, no, I like that a lot. I think that's... Yeah, I mean, I, I would say every record I have made, and this I, I realize I think will be my tenth, the the tenth full length album I've wow. made, or something like that. Um, I probably write between fifty and a hundred songs for every one of them. Holy shit! And then that, that you know that ends up being like twelve songs. I mean, they're bad songs. So it's like sounds impressive until you hear them. And you're like, oh, yeah. this fucking suck. <laughs> but you had to get through those to get right. to those 12, right? So Yeah, exactly. It's all yeah. part of that process. Do you ever revisit those older songs? Or is it more of just uh, that you was know, a different I, project and want to just I, move on? I, I don't really, but I often think I should. Because, like, I am such a bad... Uh, I have such a low uh, opinion of myself, basically. And when I listen, like, every song I listen to that I've made, I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. And it really takes somebody else, go like me, like, sending my demos to, like, uh, my friend Jeff Rosenstock or Laura Stevenson or somebody uh, and just having them kind of comb through them and, and kind of cherry pick the ones that stood out to them like that's that's when i'm like oh, okay cool good right, yeah. now i have a sense of what is working well it's got to be tough because like you you live with those songs for so long it's very easy to get maybe in some ways too close to them to be able to differ difficult to differentiate between like what are the songs here you right know, and what are the and ones? it's like uh i, I and this is this is really something that I need to work on in general. That I'm you know I'm always working on. But uh, as soon as I start writing a song, my my thought in my head is like this is not it. This is not correct. Yeah. This is not you know um, meeting up to my taste. Uh, so I already am like biased against the song because it is not some you know impossible it has not achieved some impossible uh standard that well, i don't even really know how to define well i didn't um, immediately write let it be fuck this yeah exactly yeah i get it um, yeah and but then you know i'll look back on on times i've said that and honestly i've probably said that in some way for every song i've ever released and i i think i have released good songs like i i don't i don't look at my records and go that record sucks i i'm always very proud of my records and feel good about them but just the process of getting there is just fucking tedious Men <laughs> mentally tedious <laughs> yeah i that is the I guess maybe the double-edged sword of it is like it's that mentality that gets those good records out but it's also sure. probably exhausting to get to that place too right yeah i wish i could i, I wish i could be a little uh more kind to myself in the process <laughs> you know i guess the the opposite could be that you know you could be like ridley scott the director who lo literally loves every movie he's ever made right and to the point where he's where somebody's like tra kind of like said well to him in an interview about like something to the effect of like well that one was kind of a miss 
And Ridley Scott said, well, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> and and then, but like, but not even skipping a beat, you know, just like anytime somebody will, will say like the, the title of one of his movies, he'll always say like, great picture, great picture. Hell yeah. Every time. I like that. That's I like cool. that a lot. I respect it a lot. He made uh, he makes uh, Raised by Wolves, doesn't he? Yes, I watched the first I, season of that. I love it. I love it too. The second season is even weirder. It's like I've heard it's great. The when new I'm season. watching it, I'm like, I actually I have I have a very German thought where I'm like, nobody likes this show except for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not a show that people really talk about, to be honest. No, and but it's, it's it's very it's transportative. Extremely it, weird and yes. like. Like, the CGI is honestly not great. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, it's just, I don't know why I love it, but I just love it. I, I think the reason I love it is because, A, it, it is so weird and unique, which I love. But also, yeah. you really it really does transport you. And that's totally. what I'm looking for. So it's, yeah. like, it, it really is, like, in the truest sense, sci-fi. It really yes. is. Yeah. And I love that so much. Yeah, that's great. It's a delightful show. Um we're running up against it. First of all, thank you again for doing this. This was delightful. Sure, of course. I, I mean, if you have more questions, I, I don't. I you know, I'm happy to answer whatever you got going on. Let me see. Oh, was uh, was doing the largely um, uh, instrumental album. The fact that it wasn't writing lyrics must have been really nice. It was wonderful. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> It was just fun, really. Like it was, it was the least, uh, like you know, all that torture I was talking about that I put myself through. It was like really not much of that at all because I'm not really like putting myself out there in the same way that I normally do. I'm not talking about my feel and my precious feelings. It's just um, vibes, right? This is it's just vibes, yeah. baby, and it's just like <laughs> you know, the idea for me of the record was I want to make kind of like a, f what would like a fun experimental album sound like? I don't, I, you know, so much experimental in quotes music is just like fucking tedious and like noise. That's like, I guess it's cool, but like, I'm never going to listen to this more than once. And I wanted to make something that was just like fun. And, and I was able to just have fun making it like without really torturing myself. No, I genuinely I love the album. I was listening to Thank it, you. listening to it this morning while I was working out, and it's a really great vibe. puts you in a great place. The ending of the last two songs, that dichotomy of oh yeah, are, is great. It really goes off. It the the last track is just a really solemn, beautiful ending. It's great. It's a great album. Thank you. Thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. that. Did you have a narrative in your head at all when you were writing that? Like, or is it just a uh, Again, you're just going for a certain sound with each track. Uh, more, more certain sound each track. I, I, uh, I figured I, I could lay it out in a way that would make sense in general of a, of a of a movie. You mm -hmm. know, like like, but I didn't want to get too in the weeds because I knew that like, if I did, I would probably make some moves that would not translate to the listener as well so i wanted to keep it like you know kind a little broad like car chase and yeah. then you know bomb diffusing song and like you know you know kind of put you know the titles kind of put you in the place of like where you are supposed to 
feel, <laughs> kind yeah. of, you know? Attacked by dogs. That's, you're being attacked <laughs> by dogs. Um, cash is heavy. Cash is heavy. You got a, you got two big fucking duffel bags <laughs> full of cash. Love the drums on that, too. That's a great oh, track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. I gotta say, too, in the, uh, the animation, the moving animation on Apple oh, Music. Oh, Spotify, or uh, Apple Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Thank you, yeah. I, I, it's crazy how much shit I did for this record. It's like, uh, like Spotify, there's like moving, every track has a different like moving picture type thing plays behind it, and Apple Music is like a different thing, and there's different ones on YouTube, and yeah. Is that an exciting part for you to like, from a creative standpoint, to be able to figure out different ways to advertise it, to be able to maximize the experience in totally. different ways? It's 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 very fun. I have more fun doing that than figuring out like the liner note or like the it, like the back cover or the yeah uh, or the the insert in, in an album. But 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 to me, it is kind of all the same thing. Like the you know the fucking like like the apple music motion thing and the spotify thing to me that is all just an extension of the packaging of the album and sure. the presentation of it you know uh so it is very fun one to to kind of play in those zones and try to figure out like i mean i, I you know i i just became a friggin adobe creative cloud member just to figure out how to do all this shit you know yeah um and that's really the only way I'm ever able to figure stuff out like that is if, if I'm like, I have an idea, I have no idea how to do it, how can I do this? And and that's how I'm best able to learn how to do a thing. Like, if I, I, if I just watch like an hour-long thing about like the basics of Adobe After Effects, I would not remember any of it because I would not, you know, apply it to anything. I have to, yeah, I have to do the thing and I can get yeah. that... If I have an idea in my head, I can get the tunnel vision about, oh, I just have to figure it out. Yeah. And then I can only do that by doing it. Yep. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that's... I have many... I, I have more questions, but it doesn't matter. Hey, give me, give me two more of your questions. Two more questions. Okay. Hold on. I'm looking. Unless you're lying. <laughs> now I'm like... Yeah. Oh, did you... Uh, was that the um, the... Main title video, the first one that came out, was that just like a delightful afternoon of shooting and you turning around to the camera? Like, what was the yep? The that's experience exactly of that? what it was. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Did we do two days? Yeah, we did two days. We did one day. We one day was just out in the world, uh, a little bit in my backyard, a little bit downtown LA, just walking around and turning around. Uh, <laughs> whenever Clay said, "Turn around." Um, <laughs> And then the next day was just the green screen stuff, which was just like my silhouette in front of a green screen type thing. Perfect. Uh, but it was extremely fun. I mean, I I, I hope I can work with Clay forever because uh, I love I love working with him so much. He's such a funny guy, and he's so like singular, and then a true, yeah. truly singular, and so Absolutely. unique. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does next after this recent film. I know that they Me did. Me too. I'm really curious what that's going to be like because uh, I, I think he's so talented. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, when it comes to uh, last question, the when it comes to just um, 
you know, coming up with everything that you need to do for the advertising with the music videos, is that all, is that all on you or, or are you coordinating with like your, your record label to figure that out, to fund it? Is that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the, the music videos are paid for by polyvinyl. Okay. Um, and there's like a marketing budget and like an ad, ad budget. I mean, this record is a little bit of a different thing. I don't think, be, you know, not to get into like the weeds with it, but like, sure. uh, I, I'm like under contract with Polyvinyl to make a certain amount of records. And this record doesn't count because it is weird. I mean, and I like pitched it to them in that way as well. Like I was like, I know that. So, so I'm, so for my next record, like there's a certain amount of money they have allocated to spend on like recording and blah, 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 blah. And for this record, I was like, I don't need that much of anything for this. Here's what I need. Can we just do this you know, kind you. of not within the bounds of the contract, you know? Yeah. So the marketing budget's not the same uh you know but it didn't really need to be you know but there is i mean there still is one and i'm th you know I've, i see some like instagram ads and shit for that that makes sense though i guess because it's like yeah to your point this is more an experimental well this would yeah. do why don't we do this as opposed to i guess what is considered uh, quote unquote a more quote unquote traditional album right yeah yeah, and it was this thing where I was like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want Polyvinyl to have to spend a lot of money on this. I want to make a thing that can just, you know, come out and and hopefully make money immediately because it has such a low overhead. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Ridley Scott making an indie film. Not That's that right. he would ever Back do that. Back to Ridley Scott again. <laughs> This guy's obsessed with Ridley Scott. He wouldn't shut the fuck up about Ridley Scott. This guy is a, is a raging Scotthead. <laughs> Scotthead. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again for doing this. Of this, course. I love this. This is great. Um, what all do you want to promote and or push people toward before I wrap it up? Um, come see me on tour. My tour dates are at chrisfarron.com. You know, follow me on all the... Uh, on your on your social media of choice absolutely and i'll i'll point all that uh i'll put all that out there with the episode great new album it's ddw death don't wait yeah baby finally he got it right thank you again <laughs> thank you again for doing this this is great um yeah thank you all for listening please stay safe please you know get vaccinated if you're not get boosted if you're not and uh be kind to yourself and leave with empathy thank you again bye